You're listening to the Early Edition Podcast with Kate Hawksby from Newstalk ZB. Defence Force pay big increase on the way in the hope of stemming staff turnover, about 750 all up. Uh, that includes some extra money, 300 plus, on upgrades to equipment. Former Defence Minister Ron Mark joins us at Newstalk ZB this morning. Morning, Ron. Morning, John. How are you? Yeah, good, good. You did 20 years, eh, uh, in the... In in the military, what attracted you to it? As I think you're, a t- were you seven, sixteen, seventeen when you went in? Sixteen, yeah, yeah, sixteen. Um, the twenty years, fifteen of those with New Zealand Army, and five years uh, in the Middle East with the Sultan of Oman. Does the um, Defence Force still have the appeal it had then? It has the appeal because I think, generally speaking. Uh, there's still uh, a good number of New Zealanders who see value in serving their country, who see uh, value in a career in the military and the opportunity to further their education and you know, to see value in serving off, uh, offshore, uh, whether it be peacekeeping, peacemaking um, operations. Um, yeah, they, they understand the, the skills and the talents that they will gain and learn and, and they take pride in their service. Uh, but, you know, uh, having pride in your service uh, doesn't pay the grocery bill or the power bill or the bill bill at the end of the mm. day. You've got to support your family. And as people have pointed out, you know, uh, Defence Force accommodation is now at market rents. So yeah. if it's not getting market pay but paying market rents, it kind of it doesn't fit, does it? Well, it's one of those things, Tim, that I, tr- I tried to get uh, Labor to agree to address. And, and I've got to say, um, I'll take my hat off to Andrew Little. I think two short months in the job. And he's done more um, for the Defence Force than his, his uh, previous his predecessor did in two years, and uh, I, it's, um, I'm astonished because he clearly, clearly, he's had the support of Chris Hipkins, and clearly, he has gone there and thumped the table, and he's needed to because the Defence Force has been bleeding uh, personnel, highly trained, uh, skilled, and experienced personnel. Um, you know, to other government departments, ironically, where they have. Uh, again, ironically, gone in in the past to support these other government departments with things like microplasma bovis because NBI didn't have the planning skills or the talents to organise an operation of that scale. Uh, the same with um, uh, Ministry for Environment. And, and if you look right across the board, police, customs, um, they, they are consistently supporting other government agents all the time. And seeing, um, having had the experience of uh, MIQ duties, and being thoroughly gutted with the, the length of service they've had to put into there and very little reward and very little gain. It's not what they joined up to do, but they've done it. They did it. They saluted the flag and did it. But when they compare the, the salaries and pay they're getting alongside the police, um, for many of them, with children, with mortgages, um, and, and a rising cost of living, it just became untenable, whether, no matter how much they enjoyed serving, uh, to remain there. And so many of them have um, voted with their feet, marched out, gone to other departments and picked up better pay. And I think one of the things that uh, clearly Andrew Little understands, because he comes from a union background, and something that uh, I used to try and press upon Minister of Finance in particular, is that Defence Force people can't do what the police do. They can't do what the nurses and teachers do. They can't spit the dummy cry and pull a strike and truck all the children out you know, onto the streets to support them uh, and to get a pay rise. They have to grind their teeth. And, and bear it because they don't have, under military law, under the Defence Act, they do not have the right to strike, to protest, to demand more pay. 
They All just right. sleep and, get, and take what they're given. And, you know, it's one of the things that I, I wanted desperately to get through. And I've done all this work on uh, producing a covenant or a covenant between the government and uh, the Defence Force personnel that protected them. Because, as you rightly just said, you know, it pointed out, when the government decides to change their conditions of service, it does it with a stroke of a pen without recourse to having to go to the employment court and argue their case. You know, they can take away the uh, subsidised rental for housing in a blink of an eye just because some pencil head in Treasury decides that that's a perk and a privilege and they, the Crown should be paying uh, fringe benefit tax on that. The reason Defence Force personnel have had uh, pay rates somewhat lower than, than the market for the similar jobs is because they've had other conditions in their service that were given to them as of a right when they tested and swore uh, to defend the country at the peril of their life. And when you t- and when you take those away, you've got to uh, somehow or other compensate for uh, for taking that particular condition, that perk, if you want, away yeah, from somebody. And right. especially when uh, rents go up in Auckland, and you're expecting to keep your navy personnel in Devonport, and you s- they simply can't do it. And we wonder okay. why. We've got three ships tied up. We wonder why we can't retain technicians. We wonder why when an army truck driver is talking to his mate and having a beer when he's gone home on leave, who also drives truck and new trucks and he realises he's been paid less. Okay. That's what I'm doing this for. So, I, really appreciate, I really appreciate you being with us this morning, Ron. We have to leave it there. Thanks so much, former Defence Minister Ron Mark, on uh, what seemed overall to be a satisfactory, from his point of view, increase to Defence Force pay. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.